Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It is currently 134 at Edmonton. Derek Scott at the helm. Derek, uh, Brendan Escott helping out. Brendan also sliding over doing a little bit of football as uh, tomorrow wraps up the Edmonton Elks season. I don't think it exactly went uh, the way Chris Jones uh, was hoping, uh, but they're, well, we'll see where they go carrying forward here. Obviously, they're going to miss the uh, playoffs, looking for a home win for the first time since 2019. Our trivia question today for Ming Shine was, which Oilers defenseman led the defense in scoring in the Stanley Cup final series against Carolina? The Oilers losing in seven games. Uh, a guy by the name of Fernando Pisani had five goals and six points, and Hemsky had six points as well. I think your immediate reaction would have been Chris Pronger, who was brilliant during the course of that playoff run. But Yaroslav Spashik had five assists in the series. And uh, Adam uh, reached out on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and had the correct answer. All right. Adam receives a $50 GC from Ming Shine, and uh, Brendan will be reaching out to you shortly here, Adam. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu on the list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations. Four in Calgary. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Everything is real at Royal. It's old school, big boy pizza. And a star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott likes the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. We will go to John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling. And they're, uh, they've been supporting uh, the John Shannon segment uh, for the last uh, three years. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm great, Bob. Yeah, I heard Eileen say it was going to be minus five. The legacy boys are going to be back at work heavily. Well, uh, I Holy think, smokes. I think they they were like they were busy during August because it was like 90 degrees, 82, 83 degrees yeah. every, every day here. So, uh, yeah, the legacy guys are going to, there's no question, uh, they're going to be getting after it here. John, uh, where were you in uh, 2006? Who were, you, were, you, were you working on the Maple Leafs Network or where were you at that time? I was at the league. You were at the league. Because that was obviously, yeah. you know, when Carolina and Edmonton, and it's interesting. Uh, yeah. When I when I started in 2008, a couple of uh, one of the most welcoming collection of broadcasters in the league were, were John Forslund, Trip Tracy, 
uh, and Chuck Caton, who did the radio all the way dating back to the days in Hartford. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, the, the teams that played in the 06 final, and I think for a lot of a generation, of, it might not have been the sexiest final for the National Hockey League. It wasn't like, uh, say, the Los Angeles Kings playing the New York Rangers or something like that from a, a, a league perspective. But it resonated here in Edmonton because it spawned a whole generation of new fans, John. Well, and uh, and I'll I'll tell you what uh, what the Canes did uh, in in Raleigh that year. I have never seen a building uh, as raucous as uh, PNC was there since the Oilers of '83 and '84. Uh, they their fan base, and because that was the first year I returned to the Stanley Cup final. This time is in charge of broadcasting for the league, and we spent a lot of time in Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, and and their fan base was spectacular. That that was my first real uh, introduction into tailgating at hockey games. And it, 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 it took me more than an hour normally to get from my hotel to, to the arena because I was always in the parking lot sampling the, the pulled pork. So that was, it, was a, it was a great series. That was, my, my biggest memory of that series, Bob, was Game 7. And, and as you know, when the, when the Stanley Cup is given out, there are massive plans arranged. And every time, every game that is a potential cup presentation game there uh, there's a big meeting in the morning with the league and the broadcasters and the teams about how things are going to happen and i remember sitting running the meeting that day for game seven and the building manager a guy named dave anderson promised promised me that there would be no access to the ice level by the by by friends and family until at least 20 minutes later well you know the buzzer went the celebration began and here is the building manager of the of that arena opening the zamboni doors and just ushering 700 to 800 family members employees onto the ice because peter carmanos the owner of the team at that point said please we want a celebration for our families so get them on the ice and i remember standing looking at him and he says i'm just doing what my boss told me to do Yeah, well, and I, you know, I remember, you know, I was there for Game Five and Game Seven. I was uh, working at the other station at the time, and uh, Brent said, "Stop, you're going." I was, I, I, I remember the shock on the Pisani overtime goal, shorthanded in Game Five, because yep. Steve Stales, who of course now works for the Oilers, was in the box, and as you know, the legendary tale, Stales in the box on the overtime goal by Pisani, and in a game that you worked. Mark Messi in the box in the Wayne Gretzky overtime game in uh, in, Calgary. Cal- in Calgary, and Stale yeah. set Mark Messier's stall in Edmonton. So I was there for game five. It was awesome. The crowd standing most of the game. The crowd in Edmonton, uh, Bob Cole just stopped talking as the, the play-by-play voice and just let the crowd take you home for the final minute of the broadcast of game six at Rexall mm-hmm. Place, and the place going absolutely nuts. People staying 20 to 25 minutes after the game in the in the stands after the Oilers had won 4 nothing in Game 6. I mean, it really was, and again, it wasn't the sex. I mean, John, you were with the league. I mean, 
we have to be pragmatic here. In a perfect world from television numbers, there might have been more optimal locations than Edmonton and Calgary playing in the Stanley Cup final, but it was great theater nonetheless. It was, and, and that was the uh, the Carolina-Edmonton series of that year uh, was the, remember, that was after the, the, the lockout. Yes. Um, and that was the first final under the new NBC contract. And uh, I, I would tell you, uh, it, it, God's truth, Bob, the NBC people, you know, when they were looking at the, the, the conference final, because it was Buffalo, Carolina, and one conference final, uh, and refresh my memory, Edmonton, Edmonton Anaheim, Anaheim, right? And uh, Edmonton yeah. Anaheim. So, so uh, you know, at, at a certain point, they weren't very excited. But as soon as they got the numbers and saw the games from game one uh, in Raleigh, NBC was with us lock, stock, and barrel. NBC loved that final. The numbers were massively impressive in the United States, as they were in Canada when it happens when any Canadian team is involved. But NBC was truly committed after that because the hockey was so much fun, the ebbs and flows. Remember, that was the first year of the quote-unquote new rules, yep. which allowed for things to happen and allowed for power plays and allowed for changes in leads. Uh, and so from that perspective, even though it wasn't two large markets, it was two great hockey teams that left everything on the ice, and that's what made it so exciting from a television perspective. And again, which is part of the reason why we had a whole new generation of Oilers fans that missed the 80s and fell in love yeah. uh, with, with that squad that year. By the way, uh, and I know you would have seen it because you texted me when it happened, how about when the Tennessee fans stormed the field against L? I mean, that that has to be like like we were talking seven or eight hundred, like we were we were talking tens of thousands on the field. Like like John, that that's got to be scary when there's that many people, you know. Well, I hope I just hope you, Bob Stoffer, went on the Tennessee. Volunteers Athletic Department GoFundMe page. Not a chance. To build the new uprights. No. You know, because they, they actually built a GoFundMe page, Bob. <laughs> because the, the, the students tore the uprights down, marched them out of the stadium, marched them down to the river, and threw them in the river. And so, the, and so the uh, the athletic department has put out a GoFundMe page for one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars to get new uprights for the stadium. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, some of those athletic programs down there, they don't need anybody else's money. Tennessee, there's a fair amount of money in the states of Kentucky and Tennessee, like Georgia and Alabama, as you know, relatively sport, poor uh, states, but with elite football programs that make their schools tens of millions of dollars but tennessee and kentucky those those those, uh, those schools are not hurting for cash either they do pretty well no. i think about That's for sure i think of the 130 division one programs down in the states there's a mythology out there all oh, they all make money there's about 50 to 60 that do but schools like georgia and alabama they make real money off of football. I mean, big time. Like, if the NHL could get that for the, for their clubs, they'd be smiling like a, the proverbial butcher's dog. All right. So, what do you what do you make of this Carolina team? Like, I think we're looking at a top four team in the NHL tonight. Uh, what do you see, uh, John? Well, I you, you know if if Freddie Henderson stays healthy, they've got solid goaltending, but that's an if. Uh, you have to love their defense, right? I mean, their 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 blue line is spectacular yep. in in so many ways. When you and and when you add a guy like Brent Burns to help on the power play from the point, uh, and you know there's there's probably a couple of years left in him. They're in pretty good shape that way. 
I still wonder, Bob, if this team gets into a tight game, a tight playoff series, where's the goal scoring going to come from when you need it? And, and the last two years, that's exactly what's been their Achilles heel. You know, in playoff series that they had a real chance to win, they haven't been able to score that key goal at that key time in the key game. Uh, and you wonder, uh, have they done enough, truly done enough, in order to manage that? I mean, you know, Stastny, Stahl, and Fast aren't going to do it. Andrei Svechnikov, for all his hype, has not gotten to the level I think that people expected him to. Kakyumeni is Kakyumeni, he's still learning how to play the game. Martin Neshkash is the one guy that might be able to get to that level. And then you got Aho and Taravainen. You know, they haven't been able to get to that level in, in big games. And that's, to me, that's their Achilles heel. All right. Uh, here in oil country, any concerns with the one and two start from your end? No, not at all. And and I would tell you, even to the point where in, what we what I think that Oilers fans were looking for was, well, where the heck's the offense? Where the heck is, where's that explosiveness? Well, we saw the explosiveness for 20 minutes, Bob. Yeah. And we, we saw it. We know it's there. You saw the relentless nature of it. Uh, it's just a matter of time now, matter of, of being patient in certain situations. Don't be changing lines too much because you knew how much and, and the quality of the scoring chances they had in the third period against Eric Comrie. Um, you, you know, so I, if I, I, in fact, I would tell you in, in many ways, in some backhanded way, I didn't mind them losing to Buffalo as long as they performed the way they did in the third period because that's a, a, a harbinger of things to come. Nine times out of ten, you win the game expecting goals, and I know some people hate that stat, but 5 3 well, were the expected goals in that game for Edmonton. And yeah, but how, how, do you, how, how do you how do you call expected goals? I mean, hey, you get a hot goalie, expected goals go out the window. That's the great equalizer, you know? I yeah. mean. This is a human game still. Yes. This is not a numbers game. I, this well, is a human game. Know, and Eric Comrie... On uh, most uh, nights, you agree, I'm, though, on most nights you find a way to win that game. Listen, the smartest thing I heard the other night was if the the Oilers need 20 shots on goal in the third period, if they get to that, they got a chance to win. You know, I heard that between periods. That was pretty smart. Rarely. You know, the problem was that the guy who said it didn't understand that Eric Comrie was going to stand on his head. <laughs> Yeah, that guy ain't that smart, trust me. But thank you for watching. Uh, anything, anything else you kind of wanted to hit on here, just to wrap up, just uh, in your. Uh, your well, I, I want you to be. I want you to be totally blunt and tell me what you think of the Oilers' third sweater. You know, I'm not the sweater guy. I don't get worried. I I like it. I got no problem. The world, the world, the world worries about sweaters. I, I, I'm. I, there are guys that get like violently upset on the air. Oh, I know. I, like it's. I know. I, I, you know, first they're going to complain about Oilers Plus. Well, you you don't have to purchase it then. That's it's not. Nope. And nope. you don't have to buy the third jersey. So. You know what? It is what it is. I, you know, I've got a. Yeah. You know who he is, Jack Cookson from Prime Sports. He's in the memorabilia industry, and yeah. he's got a pretty good feel for it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's. I mean, I, 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 the one I saw that I didn't like was Calgary's third jersey. 
but maybe yeah. I have a bias. I got all the respect in the yeah, world. You, can't, you almost have to do an ABC. You, you almost have to talk about anybody but Calgary. But I respect Calgary's management team, like how they sure. stayed in the fight and battled. And yeah. I mean, I was praying the Islanders got Kadri. They didn't. And now the Flames are right back there again. Yeah. My, by the way, my favorite sweater of the 32 that were unveiled, yes. my favorite one, San Jose. Yeah, well, that'll be a positive for them, and what could be a well, no? Well, they need something, you know. They 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 need something, and to, to pay homage to the California Seals, California Golden Seals, Oakland Seals, Oakland Golden Seals, whatever you want to call them. They're gonna wear white skates too. Well, no, because you know how you make white, you know how you make hockey skates white, right? You know how you do that. What's that? You paint them, right? And you, when you paint them, you know how you know what you do to them. You make them heavier, right? <laughs> you're not. You're not going to make skates heavier in this day and age. Char, uh, Charlie O'Finley, right? He was the one that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they literally, they literally used oil-based paint to paint them, and it, it made the skates much heavier for the players to wear. So. Well, they. I mean, the Oakland A's from '72 to '74, man. They were well, they were awesome. Hey, uh, great stuff, John. We'll talk on Monday, okay? Yes, sir, Bob. Say hello to my friend Trip Tracy. He's a good man. He's a great broadcaster. Thank you very much, John. Uh, there oh. you go. Hey, the boys at Brentridge did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They are in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever's best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank now open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. We'll wrap up orders now with this day in orders history when we return. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tell me those guys didn't live the proverbial rock and roll lifestyle kiss. Shout it out loud. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott with you in orders now. Game night, Edmonton and the Carolina Hurricanes. Stiff challenge for the Oilers, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. We are going to go to the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. This January, join Oilers now, three-day roadie to Vegas. You know the old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Actually, that old saying is old. It's now what happens in Vegas beats you home. But I digress. Uh, you get a chance to watch the Oilers play the Golden Knights three nights at the Cosmopolitan Hotel. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com for more information. On this date 30 years ago, it was an ugly one that was a harbinger of an ugly season to come for the Edmonton Oilers. Rob Ramage scored twice to lead the uh, league's newest expansion franchise. The Tampa Bay Lightning passed the Oilers 6-1 
Craig Simpson scored the lone goal. The Oilers' record fell to 1-6-1. 92-93. Tough times after the Oilers. Maybe drafting off of their legendary team of the 1980s. They win the Cup in 89-90. They made it three rounds in the playoffs to the conference final in 91 and again in 92. But by then, they traded away all of their star players. It was a tough season, to say the least. All right, here's the deal. The face-off show tonight with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, and myself will begin at 5.30, and then we'll have the tilt cam at the call uh, at 7 p.m. on the radio side. Jack Louie, Gene Principe, uh, Jason Strudwick, and myself uh, will be on during the uh, intermissions uh, with Jason uh, tonight on the NHL Hockey and Rogers side. Tomorrow, guests will include Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. We will uh, also have... Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce, Alberta Golden Bears head coach, former Oiler player and coach Ian Herbers, and uh, still working on one more guest as well. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Christina Drapeau, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then Jalen Nye, 6.30 afternoons from 3 until 5.30. I'll rejoin you at 5.35 from Studio 99 with Reed Wilkins. So long, everybody.